Welcome to Feminine, the podcast dedicated to the feminine lens on mental health, the healing arts, and spirituality. My name is Priscilla Alexandra Hine, and I am a licensed practitioner of the healing arts and licensed clinical social worker in the state of California. Happy new moon in Libra and sun in Libra. My incredibly gentle and compassionate and passionate and rebellious and quirky listeners of Feminine, I'm blessed to be here with you per usual, and uh, it is an honor to be surrounded by the gentle energy of Libra. Libra is a really tender-hearted energy and um I've spoken about this before, and I spoke about it last time, but there's lots of Libra energy in my home, which is connected to the deliciously feminine planet Venus, and Venus is the hottest planet in the solar system, as well as one of the brightest stars in the galaxy, and it's a really beautiful, incredible energy that I am hoping you're able to feel as well as myself. This is in incredible opportunity for each of us to come together and really identify within ourselves where we are seeking and needing to come back to balance. As you continue to journey with me through the lunar cycles and the seasons, you will see the necessity of balance and how each shift as far as new moon, full moon, and season equinox and solstice will bring us into certain places of balance and certain places of um, self-reflection. So Venus is, or excuse me, Libra is really beautiful because it gives permission for that energy and really allows us to... Um, to seek justice and healing and growth, no matter where we're at. I am, of course, per usual, really grateful to be here with you. There is a couple. There are a couple things on our agenda today. We won't be going uh, that deeply into Enneagram because I don't want us to plant seeds surrounding Enneagram, which New Moon Energy is all about coming to with intention and desire to grow. So we're planting seeds and we're um, really looking to expand consciousness in that realm. Um, I actually want to come uh, to you to have a bit of a dialogue around the sociological shifts happening so that we can come back to the body and come back to the conscious and identify what's uh, what the energy at hand is and what it really looks like. So we're in this really beautiful tension right now from a sociological level. If you're not aware of it, you absolutely should be. Um, so it's pretty unique. We've had some uh, profound focus, according to social media, on um, climate change. 
And it's been, um, you know, climate change has been an issue for many a year. It certainly isn't anything new. And um, us as beings who are not in the 1% have been combating um, the powers that be surrounding climate change for many a year. This is nothing new. Um, We uh, put a lot of pressure on children Uh, to help us understand what is important and necessary as a culture, which is nothing new. And we absolutely check out of our own innocence and steal ourselves of the emotional and spiritual values that come with innocence the more we grow, because that is the monster of uh, capitalismo, which is nothing new. So I'm watching, you know, this social media, um, not necessarily even a dialogue, but this push for caring about climate change. And I'm just wondering, you know, some questions I have are, if you really care about climate change, I think we should really engage the following. How committed to you are you to your vehicle? How committed to you are you to your smartphone? How committed to you are you to plastics and petroleum-based products, which includes um, many things? Thing, by the way, um, how committed to you are, or how committed are you to polyester and rayon and plastic-based fabrics? How committed to um, these types of materials are you to um, gasoline and and things that are really the epicenter of why climate uh, deterioration occurs? Which again is a reflection of the lack of regard for femininity. And how committed are you to these things? Are you committed to changing the way in which you eat and the way in which you live so that we can actually make a change in our climate? Are you committed to embracing the radical notion of um, living off-grid so that climate change can actually become something that is um, tangible in the construct of not just talking about it from an advocacy perspective, but making changes. You know, I'm watching these people across the globe and, you know, vast majority of these countries that I'm watching people showing up for are um, already very, uh, very, very, very aware of the necessity to care about the climate. And I've not seen nearly as much passion in the United States of America. So I'm watching like, you know, 500,000 people show up in like Norway and Montreal and um, European countries and Canadian um, provinces. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my word, this is so typical. Like, um, where are all of the US Americans, which are by far the number one most, this is the most consuming country on the planet. We not only consume the most, we produce the most waste and we take the most. So when we talk about climate change and, you know, we have European children, the face of climate change, there's really nothing radical about this at all. It's very typical of Europeans to care about the climate. It's very typical. It's also very typical of um, of countries across the globe that are not associated to the United States to care about the the culture and uh, the culture of of creation as being a valuable um, and necessary resource. One, because if you go down south from where I'm, from my perspective, you're looking at brown people, and brown people necessitate caring about creation because they're still connected to it, and they haven't really 
been as defiled in the construct of uh, capitalismo the way that U.S. Americans have. And they actually are fighting for their lives. So these are countries like Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Panama. And then you have Venezuela, Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay. You know, you have these countries that are still relatively... Um, not industrialized, where the notion of creation is still uh, very important. And it is U.S. America and imperialism that seeks to eradicate these countries. And that's what really becomes the underbelly that drives um, the destruction of creation and the great mother, right? So then, so then from there we'll go, we'll go west, and we'll start looking at you know European countries, which are much smaller than the United States of America, and have 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 had much more experience as far as governing, and you know the U.S. America, United the United States is the first real um, effort in trying to be a massive country that is governed under a system of checks and balances. So now we're getting back into this Libra energy, right? So it's pretty interesting because the greatest aspect of living in the United States of America is our checks and balances judicial system. If you're not familiar with that notion, ask any refugee and or person fleeing for their life uh, because of war why they came to the United States. And they will most likely tell you because there's a checks and a system of checks and balances here, aka you can walk down the street and you're relatively free. If you go to other countries that are facing capitalism, in the context of um, on the receiving end of of how imperialism has destroyed our our planet, uh, you will understand that for them a system and a notion of checks and balances is, is relatively rare. So, yes, we come with a new moon Libra energy, aware of the fact that justice, again, is on, the, is, is on the table. It's on the menu, right, for consumption through social media. And this is really how it's going to play out for us for quite some time. I don't imagine there being a strong change for uh, climate change until folks are really able to change their values Right? What is that the what is the problem here? We're looking at white supremacy and we're looking at capitalism once more. That's just what we're looking at. We're not looking about at climate change. We're really looking at um, are white people going to do the things that they need to do to deconstruct the systems that have been put in place in order to save the the planet. You know, brown and black people have been crying about capitalism and imperialism and climate change since they've been eradicated from the globe one by one. And now it's time really for white uh, cultures to identify themselves and their role in all of the destruction at play. You have indigenous people who've been fighting for climate change uh, since their land has been completely destroyed. We had the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, a handful of years ago that, you know, really um, was kind of the one of the major shifts in social media as far as believing that uh, brown people 
actually are being destroyed with intention. I remember I received a video of when the government, the U.S. American government was spraying the, um, gosh, you know, that seems like it wasn't that long ago, but it actually kind of was, when the U.S. American government was spraying the uh, the tribe members uh, who were protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline with, um, you know, all sorts of chemicals to try and get them off of their government-issued land. And few people believed me. And so I would spread this video on social media at the time, and people were shocked to receive this. this is, I think this, when did Dapple happen? Maybe about four years ago, five years ago. I can't really remember at this point. It's relatively early in the morning. Um, don't mind me. It's that, it's that goddess Venus energy. She wakes you, I tell you. God, there's so many things to do when you're in the energy of Venus. And she really guides you. I love Venus energy, by the way. Um, my moon is in Taurus and my Mercury is in Pisces and both of those planets. Taurians love Venus. <laughs> the sensuality. Um, and Pisces loves Venus. Uh, you know, the, um, the depth, the capacity that Venus carries you know, the weight of femininity is sensual. It is sexy, you know, to be able to hold an incredible amount of space, not only uh, spiritually and emotionally, but physically is very sensual and very powerful. And Libra helps us move toward that Venus space. It's cute. My littlest has, uh, my littlest starseed, her Libra, or excuse me, her Venus is in Libra. She's so cute. She's a little freckle-faced angel. So yes, we're talking about climate change, right? But about four or five years ago, few people even believed that the United States government would spray um, indigenous people with chemicals to get them off of their sacred lands in order to drive a pipeline through their through their sacred land because the local uh, wealthy uh, white identifying communities didn't want the pipeline in their neighborhood because they know that with pipelines comes incredible toxicity in the water. So they rallied together and with privilege and supremacy got the pipeline moved to a sacred land um, of a local tribe and it's really tragic, and, and uh, many people fought that and protested and were on the front lines, and either way, uh, we know what ended up happening was the pipeline was put into place, and uh, it ruptured, I believe, within the first year extensively. We are still reaping the consequences of the BP uh, oil spill, which I think dumped upwards of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of gallons of toxic sludge into the oceans many years ago. Do we remember that one? Hmm. What we're looking at with climate change is a desire for fossil fuel, plain and simple. It's fossil fuel. If you really want to get to the heart of climate change and justice with this new moon, look at your fossil fuel imprint. Are your clothes made of cotton? Were they imported from another country? Are you buying fair trade and equal exchange? Are you buying locally? 
All of those questions are pertinent in this dialogue. You can protest however much you want, but if you don't know where your clothes were made or who made them, then there's no point. If you don't know about Apple products and that they close off their employees in China from being able to kill themselves because they must make products and that all of those products go back to a massive wasteland in Africa and uh, Korea and young children and China, by the way. And what ends up happening is many of the most poorest people on the planet will go to these wastelands and they will search for strips of gold that are used to... Uh, build products, Apple products, and they will use that as a means to try and get money. That's actually, uh, that's the essence of climate change, is the eradication of compassion. It is the uh, exploitation of resources, and it is the complete and utter disregard for femininity it is the mother who cares about all children and weeps when they are not cared for. It is the mother who provides an abundance, not just in her own body, but with her soul. So we can talk about climate change all we want, and we can protest across the globe indicating, hey, I care about climate change, but until we really defy billionaires who have created a system of exploit that allows them to get whatever they want, uh, and, 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 and we decide to live with intention, there's really nothing that's going to shift. Nothing at all. It's disappointing news, isn't it? It certainly contradicts the Libra energy at play. But we must remember the balancing skills of the Libra constellation. Justice is not just looking at the good, it's also looking at the shit. Justice isn't just acknowledging the positivity. It's also acknowledging the negativity and finding a balance. That's really what Libra is about. And that's really what this new moon is about. And that's really what the dialogue is about. So what's the balance? On one hand, we're looking at a system that has been created that we are absolutely devastated by. We have capitalism and white supremacy. And then on the other balancing scale, we have, um, I guess, some positives, right? So let's identify how, how we can balance out this system, which is massive and feels completely debilitating. Well, we have uh, the, the digital realm. You're listening to this podcast, which keeps you conscious. That's a positive. You have social media, but I hate to break it to you, but on that other side of this balancing scale, the eradication of social media is quickly at play, my friends. You will start to see that there will be less and less focus on social media because there will need to be more focus on your community, your immediate community. That's where we're really funneling to as a society. And less focus on social media means less digital dialogue and or the digital dialogue is more um, surface level and not as rich, right? So there's a balancing act there. 
And um, then on one hand, you're also looking at algorithms that bypass knowledge and bypass the capacity to dive into the need for balance and bypass um, truth that needs to be spread. So now we're looking at another balancing act here. It's pretty, it's pretty intense uh, trying to navigate that and trying to find your way. So let me give you some ways to tip. We, we don't want to tip the scales, right? We're going to balance the Libra scales, and we're going to find a way to live in this toxic culture and, and pave the way for a feminine uh, dialogue that allows us to move forward because that's really going to give us the capacity to grow and to heal, right? So we have systems like white supremacy and um, patriarchy, un unhealthy, uh, misogynistic patriarchy, by the way. And we have the 1%. And then on the other side, we have, or, and, and then we're going to put on that side of the scale, we have capitalism. And then on the other side, we have um, activism and uh, advocacy and sociological shifts and we have social media and the conscious realm and digital dialogues. And we also have something called the wellness movement, which really isn't really, that kind of tips the scale more toward injustice because we know that the wellness movement is just a reflection of white Americans trying to make sense of their pain. This is what happened during the Haight-Ashbury movement um, during the Vietnam War. You know, uh, what do I do? I have so much privilege. I have so much privilege. Let me focus on my own healing so that I can make sense of all of it. Well, at some point you have to realize that you're never going to heal out of your privilege, so you've got to use it strategically instead of just continuing to exploit the resources at hand. And so the wellness movement, while it has relevance um, during any sort of sociological shift or time of sociopolitical upheaval, it's really empty at the end of the day. You can wash your face however many times you'd like, but if you're not able to live with intention, um, there's no point, right? And you've got wellness movements that are founded in capitalism. You've got corporations like doTERRA, which I'm not necessarily um, eradicating from the dialogue, but I am acknowledging that they exploit an abundance of resources in the name of healing. And then you've got the Palo Santo movement, right? Where you've got um, brands for, uh, packaging Palo Santo and re Re, you know, reselling it for like 50 bucks, <laughs> putting it on display in this little um, room, you know, and they're like, see, we're healing because we burn Palo Santo and we use lavender and we get a massage once a week. See, we are healing. Well, unfortunately, that's not healing. It's just a moment of uh, self-care. If you look in the social work curriculum, without self-care, you're not able to be of service to the community, but you can't stay there because then that's just called um, ego, <laughs> right? Um, you can hear those Riverside trains in the background. It's one of the best parts about Riverside is our trains. So now we're tipping the scales, right? So we're looking at systems and, and how these systems are being played out in U.S. American culture. And where's the balance? You know, what can we do as human beings to find a balance? Well, let me give you some advice. So the tails, or excuse me, the scales are tipping, right? So Libra's like, oh my gosh, can we just find some balance so that we can find some relief? Yes, that's what we're going to do on this new moon. We're going to find some balance and we're going to plant those seeds. So balance advice number one, start shopping fair trade. If you're not familiar with fair trade or equal exchange or this type of uh, transaction, 
it's rooted in ethical treatment of human beings that um, distribute and or create products that through the model of capitalism, but the notion is that because they are getting an equal wage and a fair wage, and because the resources are recycled and or local, it eradicates the carbon footprint massively and gives room for uh, not just personal healing and growth, but economic healing and growth to communities at hand. And it also combats capitalism at play. So fair trade and buying fair trade is one. We also have to be mindful, though, that many people will utilize that language in an effort to promote their brand as being something that is sustainable, and that's inaccurate. So do some research about fair trade. Know that it's rooted um, in companies and nonprofits called 10,000 Villages. This is really the epicenter of fair trade language. So look into that and that can really help you make some decisions surrounding how to create balance in this system that is sustainable. The second is stop buying things. We really don't need that much. Um, You know, marketing is incredibly clever and the ways in which they utilize song and um, coloring and hmm, behaviors through advertisements really convince us that we need a lot of things. We don't. Humans need water. We need to eat. So we need food. And we need connection. And that's it. Food, water, and connection. It's pretty, it's pretty basic. If you've got a best friend that you can have dinner with, who also that you can go get a beer with, um, you're set for life. That's all you need. But because of systems like capitalism, that comes with an additional layer, right? So now we're looking at systems um, that create a notion of need that is beyond reality. So we need things like um, a certain type of dress because we need money. And in order to get money, you may use or choose to go the typical nine-to-five systemic route. Even in entrepreneurship, though, if you bypass the nine-to-five and you work 24-7 and or have a notion of working 24-7, you still have to present a certain way because you're diving deep into the capitalistic system. But you don't need that. You need that in order to feel a certain way on a socioeconomic level. But you could station up in a jungle somewhere and live in a bus, and you could just grow your own food. But God only knows Mark Zuckerberg might come in and steal your land, for God's sake. Nevertheless, the reality is, is we have to remember what we need. And that is what you're going to start seeing shifting in culture. We need one another. We need water, we need food, and we need each other. So let's take a minute and let's breathe. Inhale for four seconds. 
Hold it for seven. Exhale for eight. Libra is inviting us, the new moon in Libra is inviting us into a space where we go gently into the dying of the light, where we give up the need to fight and turn back to our relationships. Can you feel it? Don't you feel the need to be surrounded by the people that love you the most? that have been there for you the most, that have created a depth of connection inside of their soul for you in a way that you've never experienced before, as they have done for you and you have done for them, and it is an exchange of love that balances the scales of fear and injustice because the heart is so much bigger than the fear of the unknown. Climate change and fossil fuel, my God, what can we do, right? What can we do? All we know is that we love each other. All we know is that we need to be grateful for what we have. Because at any minute, things can shift for us. Now, my friends, is a time more than ever to tell people you love them and how you feel about them and the role that they have played in your life. That is the most tender, most special part of Libra. Libra is able to always see the value of relationships. Love the people who love you, my friends. Love them well and with intention. Love them extravagantly and dramatically. Bypass the bullshit of pride. Love with um, reckless abandon. Who cares if you make a fool out of yourself? Feelings are beautiful. Feelings drive us to do radical things. One time I was in my field so deeply, I drove hundreds of miles to see someone I loved. I've never done that before. Feelings are beautiful, and they put us in positions where we are able to really see the forest for the trees. Are they always perfect? No. Do they always work out how we want them to? No. But that doesn't mean that they are bad or that we need to have shame around them. Be proud of your feelings, my friends. Place them on your sleeve and wear them with dignity and affirmation. Know that your capacity to feel is what makes you a beautiful mammal that is beyond the capitalism construct. Know that it is our capacity to feel that circumnavigates the systems of white supremacy and fights the sociological and sociopolitical and socioeconomic disparities. It's our feelings. 
It's our feelings, my friends. Grasp on to every feeling you have in your heart and plant a seed of intention around it tonight and nurture it like a little magic beam of light that was grasped in a moment of chaos and know that one day this journey will end in all we have to keep track of it in our chronological timeline of bullshit are the blurps of feelings that we have exchanged with one another. What a magical, beautiful mystery of love and harmony that we are able to experience when we truly dive deep into the essence of what it means to have a new moon and sun in Libra. So place all the fear of supremacy and capitalism on one side of the scale. And on the other side of the scale, identify the people in your life who give you the ability to keep moving forward when you don't know if you can anymore. And with that, my dearest friends, I can hear the movement of one of the star seeds in my life that I adore, that has given, been given to me as a gift that I must go tend to. Fall in love, my friends. Fall in love with your parents. Fall in love with your best friends. Fall in love with your lover. Give up the fight and the need to fight. Surrender to love. And let Libra be your guide. Hmm. Many blessings to you on this new moon. I'll see you when we come full circle on the full moon. For now, I honor you. like to engage the feminine dialogue, please feel free to send an email to PriscillaHeinLCSW at gmail.com. Additionally, when you search for us on Apple Podcasts or share us with your friends, remind them and yourself to give us a five-star rating. <laughs>